the month of mom with your host, Brandy Smith. I'm back. It's raining and I'm in my car. Um, so tonight's episode is to welcome everybody back to the month of mom. One year anniversary. Um, it's been a while. Welcome back. I have been going through a lot in this last 12 months. I was going through my old recordings, and I noticed um, some things, areas of improvement and things to touch on. Um, It's always good to listen to your past stuff as you walk into your new um, things. Tonight's episode, song dedication is definitely Wake Up Everybody. Um, That's a song that helped set the groundwork for tonight's topic, which is foundations and values. Um, So I definitely thought our one-year anniversary should be focused around uh, where our foundations come from, where we ultimately get our values, and how many of them do we use and apply to our situations or our parenting Um, in present day. So I definitely want to honor all the moms, past, present, and future, all of our spiritual moms. We want to honor all of the ones that hold this maternal role in our lives on this day. Um, I had a mothering situation that I had to um, counsel my oldest child through today, and it really brings a lot out of me. But at the end of each one of our discussions, I'm very proud of him because he has he's still in the fight. He hasn't given out. And I'm so honored and blessed to have um, different resources in my life that can help me when I am second-guessing my maternal role in his life and what I can provide him on his journey. So we definitely want to make sure that we are honoring those people, places, and things that help us do our job with our many. So as you know, a year ago today, to date, I started a podcast, which is the Month of Moms, and it was to pay homage to the mothers and to shed light on some of our questionable areas in our lives when we're parenting and when we're on this motherhood journey No one way is correct. No one technique or skill is um, applicable to everybody. You know, parenting and motherhood is definitely a universal thing, and it's one that um, when you honor it, you definitely always look for the different pieces and places where you can strengthen that uh, role that you play in so many people's lives. Um, Mommy Minnie was an inspiration of mine because I am a mother figure to a lot, not only to my seeds and offspring, I am also a mother to my community. Um, I share all of my mothering wisdom and everything on this parenthood journey from my past, my lessons and values, and I apply them in all environments. I am a touch individual that spends a lot of time with the youth 
And so I often am in that role for the minis that I encounter, um, giving them sound advice, listening to their issues, helping them navigate this journey um, in life. And where I don't sit with a plethora of accolades and degrees and certifications, I have lived experience. I have personal experience that I feel like sharing it um, might touch someone that might be in that place where they're questioning or doubting their journey and they need that extra um, information to kind of straighten out that path. Um, we also have a lot of moms out here that lost that maternal role model, and in their hurt space, they have yet to find their spiritual mom that will fill in that peace and that void. Um, I will openly admit at this current time and space and place that I am in my, my life, I've given my mother some distance and space just to make sure that I don't add to any memories in a negative way when I communicate with my mother. She is a beautiful woman, and she's set in her ways, and she has her path and her chart and what she wants to do with her life. And as a mom, I have to respect that. Even when I remember that I am her child, I'm also a mom. And so honoring where she is and where she's been and where she has yet to go, I have to understand that in my mothering space, I have to give space to that relationship so that I don't taint it or traumatize it in any fashion. So I encourage you all as you listen to this podcast tonight to just make sure that if your mom is still living, um, be mindful of the things that you say and share. Don't add to the trauma. Be inquisitive to understand and know and give space and time to heal whatever it is that may cause some friction so that when you move back into that space, you are in that space holistically and you're not holding on to some baggage that should not be there. Um, I use in the time and distance and space that I am away from my maternal mom, my birth mother, I have a spiritual mom. She is my community mother. She is my connected spirit. And she provides me a lot that I know that my mother is absolutely incapable of providing me in this time and space and place. And she helps me sort out the feelings and emotions that I have in interacting and just understanding where my mother is in her growth and development um, and honoring her in her role in my life. Um, and so as we go into tonight's discussion about foundations, do you remember back in the day when your mom would um, tell you to do something? Uh, for example, she would tell you to put stockings on with your dress. And everybody, if you remember like I remember, we hated. <laughs> Some prissy ones may have loved. However, I was not one of them. We hated those thick white stockings that they made us put on all the time with those dresses. We always thought, like, why do they have to itch? Why do I have to wear this? What is wrong with me just wearing my legs out and putting on my shoes? But there was a lesson within those stockings, and I rebelled against those stockings. I said, I'm not wearing those stockings, and I don't know why I got to wear them. And I'm using that as an example because, 
at some point in time, someone can go to that place when they can venture back to being that person that uh, had a a mother command that they were rebellious against and they just absolutely did not see the point in that time and in that space and in that development space on why they were issuing um, this command to them. And those little pieces, each time we rebelled as a child in those instances and in those spaces, there was the lesson. And oftentimes we overlook where our lessons are coming from when our moms are in the command stage and their parenting stages and they're executing all of these commands and we're running around like a chicken with our heads cut off, like, why, why, why? Um, And honestly, I got a lot of my why questions answered with just observing and spending a lot of time with my grandmother because she was a tad bit more patient with us and, and open to just explaining things. She didn't have a filter, so she just said whatever came out of her mouth. But she provided a lot of answers to the questions that my mother just, at that time and space, was raising us. She didn't have that extra time to sit down and explain the why. But it was then, that rebellious stage, that we can reflect back when we were younger, that was when the lesson was um, being taught. It was being introduced. I wouldn't say it was being taught. It was being introduced to us. And... The lesson is the layer, the first layer of foundation that we need as we build um, to become these strong maternal role models in our many's lives. But as you recollect and as I've just shared with you, we rebel. So when you rebel, you're not really looking for a lesson right there. You're looking for ways to get out of what is being commanded because you are 100% against it. So how do you the lesson when you're wholeheartedly ready to shut it down. Um, And it's in that time that when you don't have that patient parent there to answer that why during that rebellious stage, that's when the foundation, it it gets a chip in it. And it's like a small hairline tear. And if that connective piece never happens, that person that's in that role that can sit you down and have that extra minute or two to explain to you why the stockings were important and why you should wear them as a young woman to protect and cover up precious parts of your body. If you don't have that person that is patient enough to provide the why, that hairline crack in your foundation will come up again. It will come up later on in life, and it will be a big hole. And you'll, uh, you you won't understand why you have this big hole in your foundation as a mom when you're confronted with your rebellious child the first time your child decides to rebel against a command or a parental guide that you're trying to give them. So as we unpack that, just take a couple of moments to think back to the times. You can go back as far as your memory can take you that you rebelled against something that your parents said. Those were those foundation pieces. And your mom was pouring them or that parental figure in your life was pouring them in the form of commands or parental instructions and guides. Um, But we aren't fortunate enough to have parents um, that oftentimes were patient enough to give us the why behind it. 
um, watching TV and through observation, um, Family Matters is one of my shows, and I think I love that show the most because the mo- that it always had the why part of the segment before the show ended. So the mom always came back and sat down with her children and explained a reason for something that went awry or the lesson within the show. And so as a young inquisitive child, you know, when we're with our parents, we just want to rebel. We're not really looking for a lesson. We don't really care, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we are. it comes up. But, see, in that time and space, we never knew that those hairline fractures in our foundation were going to turn into huge cracks. And as parents ourselves, we're sitting here like, whoa, back in my day, we have a lot of this nowadays. Back in my day, you know, when my mama told me to do something, I just did it. Uh, Yeah, no, you didn't. But there came a time and space where you eventually started to stop asking why and just doing what was being um, asked of you. And our children today don't have the gray area. They really have more of a questioning and defiance. I wouldn't say rebellion. They're just pure out defiance, meaning they are really holding parents accountable with issuing the why because they feel like they deserve it. And as a mommy mini advocate, I definitely feel like we deserve to give. We we should give them that extra five minutes to explain in the why because it helps that child um, prevent that hairline crack and they begin to lay a strong foundation in their own lives because they will walk out and their expectation will be for someone to provide the why to them before they do something. Um, critically analyzing upbringing and bringing us to now, um, my son speaks a lot from the religious perspective of values and norms, and I'm going back to not having a structural guidance and thinking about where my values and norms and foundations came from. Um, so I definitely want to give thanks to my grandmother for the extra patience and time that she spent with us, even though in those time frames all we cared about was that our grandmother was taking us somewhere I paid attention to the things. I asked my grandmother questions, and in her own time and space, she just started rambling, and she definitely answered it. <laughs> and it may have not sounded like what I wanted to hear at the time, but I was grateful that she actually gave me that attention and time to go ahead and, and indirectly answer my whys. Um, and so when we talk about foundation in a current sense, what I found is a lot of the parents are um, they're grabbing bits and pieces of the past and they're trying to use it as a structural tool or guide, but they forgot that they were rebelling. So they didn't really get to the lesson part of it. And it didn't really add to the foundation because they were rebellious. So did they really pick up? Did you really pick up anything in while you were busy rebelling against what was being said to you or the command? Did you pick up anything? And can you use any of it? Now that I've pulled you through your memory bank and I've brought you up to current as a mom now, it's coming up. It's coming up because it's giving you the opportunity to correct your foundation, strengthen the base in yourself so that you can be a strong, authoritative um, parental figure 
for your child and they have something that's solid to go on and then we we correct the foundations moving forward. Um, foundation is very important to me because it lasts a very long time if you take care of it. We aren't in control of the people, places, and things that help to lay our foundation. And some of us have hairline fractures. Some of us didn't even have that parental figure at all in our lives, and we're shifted among so many dimensions and different environments and different um, places and spaces. So we didn't have time to really sit there and observe and analyze and take in anything. Trial and error was um, definitely the compass to laying some foundation. So that foundation is going to be really rocky, but it, we don't take the time to come back to our foundation and give it some tender, loving care and some nurturing and look at it and look for some cracks and look for the dirt. The dirt will be a mound to the people who didn't have a strong maternal presence in their lives. And that mound of dirt is just egging it, itching for you to come and molded into the foundation that you need so you can be what you need to be to the next generation. Um, foundation also is the baseline for you to set values on. So from stocking to the length of your skirt to why we should be in past dark, um, street lights coming on, I don't want you outside, that came from somewhere, and it is a value um, because it has a benefit to it. Values are benefits. That's why our parents would hail them at such high regard when they were trying to implement them. Um, presentation and packaging isn't always ideal. However, you if you can go back in your memory bank and pull it up, that means that it made its way into your permanent memory and it can be used at any time when it's resurrected or called upon. And so let's take a look at our value systems because um, the current trend and what I see currently happening is a lot of people in my generation, which I'm in the 35 to 45 demographic, are um, they're going back into the past. They're using a lot of back in my days um, to kind of, lay some groundwork for the children moving forward, and there's some important pieces missing in some of those uh, recollections to the past, and that's bringing the question forefront and see if your adult self can answer the question. Because you can say back in my day, but did you really look at that picture holistically back in your day? Neighbors talk to each other. They sat on their porches. They talked to each other. They barbecued together. They knew each other's um, family. They knew the father, the mother, the grandmother, the grandfather. The kids played together. The kids went to school together. So the connection went beyond your household, and it leaked into the next yard, and it leaked into the next yard, and so you had a long line of people that could contribute. Part two, so I had a phone call that interrupted it, but carrying on. So we had a community outside of our household that helped um, our parents out in the times where we were rebelling. We had other people in our ears, in our hearts, in our minds 
that um, we could talk to or go to or just take some time away. Now we are so fearful. Everyone is so fearful. No one talks to their neighbor. If you have a neighbor next to you, um, everybody goes out outside of their community and grab pieces, and then they bring them home and they try them on like clothing. And you can't try values on like clothing. And you can't have this expectation that a child is going to or a mini is going to pick up this trend and, and value it like you are trying to with imparting it on your family because it seems like the thing that you should do. For one, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be not knowing. It's okay to seek out where you are deficit. Just apply a filter on the information and Hold that information for a little while before you disseminate it onto your child or your mini because we I try to when I am speaking with anyone that has a mini that's under them or under their um voice under their command under their guidance under their direction for you to process the things that you bring in before you go and give it to them because they're going to take it at face value. A child does not have the additional filters or um, their development is stunted in knowing how to disseminate that information and take out the good stuff. They take it at face value. They take it for exactly what it means, and you'll find yourself most of the time, if you don't do the work on the information before you give it to them, they're going to take it and run with it, and it's going to be something that you're going to be like, that's not what I meant. So just take that extra time to process the things that you are bringing in so that the value is a core, solid value. It's been filtered out. It has all of the natural ingredients to it. Um, before you give it to the mini because they will definitely role model it. And you want them to have a good, strong value to um, role model out when they're out in the environment and in society. Another thing that I've seen that's currently trending, and it won't shit, it won't be nice to a lot of parents, but it needs to be said, we're not listening enough to our youth. They're highly intelligent, and they're processing things at a very fast pace. So it's imperative for you, even if you're not willing to go up to their level in getting information and ascertaining it, you just better be ready. That's all I got to say. We're not listening enough to them. We're too busy trying to take the things that we were rebelling against and force-feeding it to our children without understanding why we rebelled. To answer the question of why is to concrete a value or core that you want to pass on to someone else. So if you can't answer the why to the information, to the lesson, to what you're going to give to your many, don't give it to them. Because you're further confusing their journey and their path, and you're causing them to be at odds with their growth and development. They're questioning their steps, and our information should not be something that they question. Um, I'm dealing with teenagers 
that are transitioning into their adulthood. They're going through college signing. They're very nervous. And half of them don't have a generation of family members that went to college. But guess what? A lot of them do. And you know what? We're doing our children, our youth, a huge disservice by not sharing all of the experience with them. It is one thing to say you need to go to college. It's another thing if you are a family that has went to college to share your experience with them. It is in, it is very valuable. It's priceless. It doesn't have a price tag, but I bet you it will help them navigate this next phase in their lives. And for those parents that don't have college under their belts, give them your dream. Give them what you wished that and hoped for and what you want them to go and explore so that they can get excited about going to get information that you once wanted more than anything. And for some reason, society charted your path in a different route. But your child will be very excited to go get some information that they know they can bring back and add value to you. So it's a two-way street. We often go on that two-way road with our mates. We'll go to that two-way road with our jobs, but we will not go on that two-way road with our children. They deserve it, and they are there with you. So where we oftentimes hide things from them, we're tainting the foundation that they're trying to lay for their lives, and that is not something that you want to be in the role that you are to that person, they look up to you. Even if you're doing questionable acts, you could be sitting there ignoring life, letting life beat you up. They're still watching you. They're still finding things about you to go out into society and role model. So you have to ask yourself, is this something I want my child to role model? Is this something that I want her to just see and go replicate without any type of um, information backing it. We have society, we have technology that's giving them so much information so fast, they have no idea how to break this information down and process it and take away what is of value to them because nothing is being valued right now. We don't have the shows that we used to be able to look at when our parents weren't replicating or role modeling positive behaviors. They don't have it right now. You know, and if they have it, it's very scarce, and it does take that parental figure to go through this information or share the experience with them. We're finding that more children are being left to fend for themselves and become many adults at a very early age, and the numbers are dropping. So once it used to be you're grown or you're practically on your own, by the time you leave elementary school and you walk into middle school. And I say that because parents are parents to you kindergarten through fifth grade. They're going to your field trips. They're helping you with your homework. They're sitting there and they're doing the colors and the numbers and the alphabets and tying your shoes. Once you've accoladed or you've excelled out of that, ask yourself, how many times have your your mother or you have participated in a middle school activity or done something other than going to an award ceremony at your middle school or going to a um, sporting event for your middle school child. Their life, that's their job. That's their everyday responsibility. 
So you have to ask yourself, how much am I contributing to them valuing an education system that I don't value for them because I only go to celebrate their accolades or I only go to reprimand them when someone else has said that they're not acting the way you expect them to act inside that environment. Um, When I'm yelling and mommying some of my teenagers, I also step back and give them that extra time. And, you know, in that structure, it's not always supported when I'm pulling the kids to the side because I notice something about them and they just might need to ramble off a couple of things before they go into this class. Or um, you'd be surprised the things that they have that they're challenged with on a daily basis. Parents think it's clothing and it's it's so much more. And it's so minute. It's a simple conversation that can help them continue on the path and keep what we want prioritized, prioritized, which is building them a solid foundation. Foundations have different components that need to be mixed together, just like cement. Cement doesn't just get laid by the brick. It starts as a liquid, and you mix this liquid with a couple of different ingredients, and it, and then you lay it, and then it hardens, and it becomes solid. You should apply that to your life. Every single thing that you say to your child from the time they open their eyes and take that breath each day all the way to the end of that day, you contribute a vital piece to how their foundation will be laid, what ingredients will go into that foundation. You also have to nurture the environments that they go in. So they need to know that they have your support when they're in their school and their education, no environment. And it's more to them than you coming to their aid or rescue. It's holding them accountable in their space. School is their space. It's not your space. So you going and flipping out on the teacher because the teacher didn't do something, but did you really question that child? Because you probably could have solved that that problem at home and gave that child some tools to go and apply in that environment before you went in that environment and made it a more tumultuous or difficult environment for them to thrive in. Um, we drop our kids completely when they reach the teen phase. So nine through 12th grade, we consider them um, worthy of handling these many adult responsibilities, getting to school on time, valuing their classwork, handling seven different teachers, seven different attitudes, seven different um, assignments, and then we come home, we give them an extra assignment that they should have at home, and we forget they're human. They need someone to ask them, how was your day, and what can you take away from it? And what will you do differently if they have a challenge in that day? And what can you look forward to? Certain questions give them, even if they're in that phase where they're, I don't care, I don't care, because we have a lot of I don't cares nowadays. Um, think about what you need as an adult right now in your adult space when you go to work or when you're going and running errands or when you're paying bills. I know personally for me, I need some sign of affirmation. I need some good thing to come out of something, whether I'm calling about a bill or my job has just got on my last nerve. I do look forward to my kids when I go and do my hands-on with them 
um, saying, yeah, Miss B, I like that, and, ooh, I want to do that tomorrow. That is my affirmation for my day because that's in my job space. That's what I need to say, oh, tomorrow is going to be a good day because I'm going to do something for them that's going to make them feel amazing, right? And I don't enter, I don't go into their personal lives. I just try to deal with them in their mental spaces and the time frame that I have them so they can have a good piece of their day that is free of all of the obligations and restrictions and no's and yeses and complaints and hesitancies and just allow them to kind of explore different areas of interest and building upon those thought processes and being that support person for them in that time and in that place. So as we wrap up, I um, I implore you all to Go to my website, www.weeblymommymini2k at weebly.com. I'll be doing some um, mommy um, Mother's Day celebratory gifts for, um, and it'll be universal, so it'll stretch across the platform. And I'll give you an opportunity if you'd like to contribute, volunteer, give some feedback, add a poem, share a post that you might think that the minis would love, ask a question that you feel like you want some insight on them, um, and do your foundation work. Do your foundation work because the rose that grew from concrete is the value that is priceless, that that bed of roses is what our youth need currently today because they're they're all over the place and you can't really blame them because we had hairline fractures in our foundations, we never answered our whys, and now we have a lot of kids out here holding us accountable to that. So I encourage you all as we wrap up our first of many in the month of mom um, to go and look at some of those hairline cracks. And if you can fix it, if you can answer your why, you've done yourself a great disservice. You've done yourself a service, not a disservice. You've done yourself a service because you've you've given yourself permission to share that wisdom with your many or any many, many that you may encounter. And it's a wonderful feeling. So as we wrap up this podcast for tonight, um, kiss your children good night. Um, ask them how was their day and just let them ramble on for that whatever time frame that they need. Um, and I will encourage you all to just take one hour, one hour. We have 24 in each day. Give your mini one hour, one hour of your wisdom, one hour of your time, one hour if they just want to sit there and stare at each other or stare at the wall Give them the hour. If you are that person that's very particular in your parenting, set a timer and give them that hour. If you are that holistic one that just wants everything in that space, just in that time, just donate one hour, and you'd be amazed at the things that you find. Don't answer anything. Just allow yourself to receive what your mini is trying to give you and go back to your history and give that person, if they're there, if they're not there, write them a letter in one hour. Do something in one hour to honor your past, present, and what you want in the future. If you have yet to become a parental or maternal role model in someone's life, create 
what you want to see in that future you in that one hour. So there's a lot of things that you can do in that one hour. But that's our challenge for this month of mom. One hour we are going to contribute to 100% giving to our past, our past maternal role model. Give them the hour if you don't have children. If you do have children, no matter what age they are, give them your one hour. It's a phone call. It's a letter. It's a text message. It's a favorite song. Just give it to them. It's self-healing, all wrapped in one. And you will thank me later. Thank you for listening. Please give me your questions, comments, or feedback on my Mommy Mini. I will be adding some um, commercials in, so stay tuned. I'm definitely growing with the podcast. And I appreciate you all for listening. Till next time.